Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. What words could be sweeter and more timely for a world that is beset by unending anxiety? Who today has time to rest when we have made ourselves responsible for the global climate, when in a democracy every decision is everyone's responsibility, when we are all encouraged to participate in policing our streets, airports, and buses? How many of us feel like we are standard bearers of some kind, feeling a pressure to live up to our potential, to make a contribution to the world? An eye-opening insight for me personally was an episode of the Next Generation series of the Star Trek franchise many years ago, before I entered the monastery. In this one episode, uh, a hole opened up in the space-time continuum. And uh, we can all be thankful for this. The Starship Enterprise just happened to notice this and somehow or other sewed the hole back up so that the cosmos wouldn't fall apart. You know, so we're responsible for the whole cosmos now. Uh, good thing that uh, we humans are around to keep reality afloat. That was fiction, uh, but I had a similar uneasy feeling listening to a speech by uh, President George W. Bush shortly after 9-11. In it, he said that it's our mission as Americans not just to make the world safe for democracy, as if that weren't enough, uh, but to end evil entirely. He actually said that in a speech. Now, it's hard enough for any one of us who is conscientious to uproot evil from our own hearts. You know, it's a lifelong task just to do that. Now we're supposed to be responsible for everybody else as well. Now, these all sound like lofty goals. You know, what I'm describing would be a great thing if we could eliminate evil from the world. But in fact, I, I really think this is a kind of sign of adolescence, an adolescence of the human race, a rebellion against our Father, who's God. Not because God is mean or a tyrant, even. Uh, in many ways, uh, this current adolescent revolt of uh, the human race is the opposite. God hasn't done enough, in our opinion. It's our turn to arrange, arrange the cosmos and rid the world of evil, rather than wait around for the second coming. And as I said, it's a kind of uh, teenage impatience with the apparently dull realism of adulthood. Um, if you were like me, uh, when you were 17, you thought you knew better than your parents. And for several hundred years now, at least in the West, we've been striving to throw off the advice of earlier generations and take the bull by the horns, strike out and make a name for ourselves. And we can debate whether the results of this include the horrendous sufferings of the 20th century, but it's hard to deny that, say, for in today's world, the wave of suicides waves of mental illness that sweeps up many today is a sign that we feel burdened by this need to be hyper-functioning all the time. There's no rest, no Sabbath in our zeal to fix the world. So it's also no surprise that Holy Mother Church, in the midst of what we call the Enlightenment, added today's feast to the calendar so that in the midst of this anxiety, alienation, fear, overwork, there quietly stands our Lord inviting us. Leave off your burdens. Learn from me, 
who has come to save you, not by terrific feats of physical strength or heroic resolve, but by meekness, humility, and a son's admiring confidence in the unswerving love of his father. Learn from me. This can be your salvation, too. Not by striving, but by faith and trust, quiet and calm. And this is not in any way an abdication of responsibility, because Jesus Christ really did save us from evil, but not by actively fighting it, not by getting caught up in all the violence and fear and recrimination and blame. He didn't do it by fighting something out there. He conquered it in the tranquility of his sacred heart. And there is a realism in today's feast as well. It isn't an escapism or quietism, because the opening of this heart came about because of the crucifixion. It came about because of the incarnation of Jesus sharing this life with us, taking on a human heart so that it could be pierced, so that it could flow out in blood and water, the beginning of our sacramental order. And so the mysteries of our church find their origin and their unending source in the blood poured out for us in the self-sacrifice of this meek and humble Lord. May we learn to embrace this yoke of fidelity in suffering, and may it bring us to enter into the true rest, the Sabbath of God's eternal life.